0: You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon and I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today we're going to discuss the reported signing of Keelan Martin to a two-way contract by the Wolves. Martin was part of the Timberwolves' entry into the Las Vegas Summer League and a key, key contributor to that team's 6-1 record and their berth in the Summer League Championship game. Uh, Martin will provide additional depth on the wing and takes up the second of two of the Timberwolves' two-way contract slots that they have at their disposal. and um, We'll discuss what his fit will be with the team this season um, on a two-way deal and and how much playing time he might get. Um The second part of our show, you would think that Keelan Martin signing would be a nice segue into a discussion about the overall depth that the Wolves have at the two spot and the three. Um, But we probably need a whole podcast and maybe two to discuss the number of wings that the Wolves have on the roster currently. So instead, we're going to talk about the four and the five and what head coach Ryan Saunders rotation might look like for the big men on the roster as we get into the fall. First, however, if you haven't heard, the new lockdown NFL is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows, with the expert analysis of former NFL scout Matt Williamson and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked on Wolf, Locked on NFL, excuse me, is your national daily podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked on NFL now on your favorite podcast provider, perhaps even the podcast provider that you are listening to Locked on Wolves on right now. All right, so let's talk about Keelan Martin. Um, as mentioned, he was on the Timberwolves Summer League entry in Las Vegas, um, but let's talk a little bit about his background prior to that. Uh, Martin played four years at Butler um, with the Butler Bulldogs. He spent about two and a half years as a starter there, uh, began starting about midway through his sophomore year. After a solid seasons in his first couple of years, he um, I guess really his sophomore and junior years, Martin really broke out as a senior. He averaged twenty-one point two points and six point three rebounds per game as a senior, and shot thirty-six point four percent on three-point attempts. Um, he's a he's a big wing. He stands six foot seven, has a seven-foot wingspan, um, which obviously matters a great deal when we're talking about guarding multiple positions. And as has been discussed previously on this podcast and. In plenty of other places, positional flexibility is obviously extremely important in today's NBA, and very important to the new front office led by Gerson Rosas as well in Minnesota. Um, In Martin's case, he went undrafted um, in 2018, played overseas last season, and um, came back stateside for Summer League. He came off the bench for all seven of the Timberwolves Summer League games, but played almost 22 minutes a game. And um, scored roughly thirteen points, twelve point nine points a game, six point six rebounds per game, over the seven summer league contests. Um, and most importantly, perhaps he shot fourteen of thirty-five on three-point attempts. That's exactly forty percent. And after having been a you know shooting thirty-six percent as a senior in college, um, roughly thirty-seven percent one other year, and and overall in college, um, his three-point percentage was thirty-four point eight. Um, he had a, a bad freshman year from there and was, was fairly average the rest of his career. So not a sharpshooter. Um, small sample size, but shooting 40% in seven games from NBA, NBA distance uh, three-point line, that matters. Um, it's a positive thing for him, and, and it definitely, I'm sure, it contributed to his ability to land a two-way deal with the Timberwolves. As far as the depth chart goes um, when it comes to the wings, Keelan Martin has plenty of guys that are going to see the court ahead of him. Obviously, as a two way player, but that's where the Timberwolves have the mo- have most of their depth um, from Andrew Wiggins and Robert Covington, who are obviously going to start. to potential starter like Josh Akogi, um, new acquisitions like Trevion Graham, who was acquired along with Shabazz Napier, um, the backup point guard from the Nets. There is the. The number six overall draft pick, Jared Culver. Um, Jake Lehman was signed and will probably play some three and some four. Um, and then you have to consider Kata Bates D up as well, who's primarily going to play four if he plays at all, but he can also play the small forward position. So you're talking about at least six, maybe seven guys ahead of Keelan Martin. Um, last season, the Timberwolves ended up down to their two way players. Jared Terrell was playing point guard, um, and there just wasn't much depth. This year, the wolves are much, much deeper on the wings, and the lack of depth is more at the point guard position. And we're going to talk about the front court here in a moment, but there isn't really, there doesn't appear to be an issue there either in terms of depth. So, um, it made sense to to use one of the two two way deals on a wing player, a versatile wing player with a big wingspan who theoretically can can help a little bit um, on defense and from beyond the arc. And he's a good rebounder for his size too. He rebounded in college. Um, at Butler he averaged um, 6.3 rebounds per game his senior year back in his sophomore year he averaged 6.8 rebounds per game so as a total if you take out his freshman year which is an outlier in every way across the board on his stat line he averaged 6.3 rebounds per game in his final three years a college averaged six and a half rebounds a game in summer league over seven games so his size and his basketball IQ is solid enough that he's going to be a a decent player on both ends of the floor if and when he's called upon um, to to be called up from Iowa and and play in in the NBA on his two-way deal it was it was cool to see the Wolves make a move like that bring somebody on board from Summer League they've really shown that they use Summer League to their advantage as much as possible after Originally planning to sign Nas Reed, um, the undrafted big man from LSU, to a, to a two-way deal and then shifting gears when he had a promising summer league and deciding to add him on a guaranteed deal, um, at least in year one, a, four, a multi-year deal, four years with guaranteed money in year one, and to shift gears there and then use both of their two-way contracts on undrafted players who spent last season playing professionally not in the NBA and signed both of those guys to two-way deals. It's a signal to other promising undrafted free agents and young players that the Timberwolves are going to sign the players that are best and not just players who have necessarily a previous relationship to one of the coaches or the front office and not just focus on signing veterans to fill out those contracts or um, unproven undrafted guys necessarily, but guys who have earned it, guys who played well in summer league, um, players that the Timberwolves think can, can be a positive addition to their program. And that's, again, a signal to the rest of the league moving forward that the Timberwolves front office and that their new coaching staff is serious about that. And that that is the sort of thing that adds up and it matters in the long run. So good on the Timberwolves to make this move. Uh, Martin played well in summer league and, and deserved a spot in the NBA to a contract seems to be a, about right for a player like him. And, uh, you know, congrats to Martin for for landing that deal with the Timberwolves. All right, let's talk about the Timberwolves' front court depth and what that rotation might look like this year. So uh, last season, Taj Gibson was a starting power forward for most of the year. Actually, uh, two years ago for the full year and then about half of last season. And then Dario Sarge took over at the four. He was traded away on draft night. Charge was. Gibson walked in free agency, signed with the New York Knicks. Dario is now in Phoenix. And the Timberwolves lost both of the guys who played the vast majority of the minutes at power forward last year for the team and, and actually Anthony Tolliver who would have been the third guy um, is now in Portland signing there as a free agent so all the point power forward minutes from last season except for some Keta Bates-Diap minutes at the end of the year and, and just a few here and there are now gone that means that the Timberwolves had to had to backfill those minutes and they've done that by making a couple of free agent signings and then also um, a couple of the guys that are still on the roster so breaking down who's who is is in the front court on this team. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is the starter at the five. Um, He's played pretty much exclusively five since um, his rookie year very early on. He's he's really just been a center, and that's where he makes the most sense. Gorgie Jang is still on the roster and is naturally a five, but the best season of his career came when he was a power forward, the starting power forward next to Carl Anthony Towns, so we can't discount the possibility that he plays a little bit at the four. The Wolves also signed... Noah Vonley, um, who is pretty much straight up just a power forward, and Jordan Bell, who primarily played center with the Warriors but has played some four and even played a little bit of three there in some of their um, unique lineups that Golden State runs out there. So a couple of guys that that can play the four as well. And then obviously Nas Reed, who we've already mentioned, was signed to a guaranteed deal um, off of his summer league performance. But he's an undrafted rookie and shouldn't necessarily be expected to play much. The other guys who could see minutes at the four are Jake Lehman and Kade Bates-Diop. Lehman played some small ball four with Portland off the bench last season um, for a very good team that made the conference finals. Bates-Diop split his minutes in the NBA last year with the with the big Timberwolves um, between the three and the four, so we could see him, depending on matchups, pitching in there. I think if we start by looking at what that, the starting lineup is going to look like, obviously Towns at the five, I think there's a chance that Ryan Saunders plays matchups at the four and some nights Robert Covington will play at the four. I think it was Rosas who said right around the draft, maybe right after the draft this year, this summer that he made the mention in a press conference that Robert Covington has played some of his best minutes as a pro at the power forward spot. And that obviously Suggests that he's going to be given the opportunity to, to opportunity to play some at the four. So don't be surprised if the Wolves start three wings with a Kogi, Wiggins, and Covington at the four, or in other against certain teams, depending on what those matchups are. It could be Vonlay at the four. I think he makes the most sense starting there with Covington at the three and either Wiggins or a Kogi at the two with the other one coming off the bench. Those are probably the two guys that are going to start. Most of the games at the four, it could be Covington or it could be Vonley. Jake Lehman, I think, is more likely to come off the bench and be able to play at the three or the four, depending on matchups. He's kind of that next man up. Jordan Bell is likely the primary backup to Carl Anthony Towns. Although, if you have paid any attention to some of the interviews that Bell has given, there was an article, I think it was the St. Paul Pioneer Press with Jace Frederick, Bell said that he's he was looking forward to playing next to Carl Anthony Towns, that he's looking forward to having the ball in his hands a little more often, and instead of swinging it around the perimeter like he did in Golden State, and why wouldn't you with the shooters that they have there, he was excited to play make a little bit more and to have the opportunity to be a little bit more involved, both handing out assists to Towns and to other players, but also um, scoring a little bit for himself too. So that would suggest that there were conversations that he's going to play some at the four next to Towns and not simply back him up. So again, depending on matchups, Gorgie Jang could end up being the primary backup at the five again and may never see minutes at the four simply because the way the NBA is moving now, even three years ago when Gorgie Jang had his best season as a starting power forward, it's hard to see him starting as a four in today's NBA unless it's it's just an ideal matchup. But all that said, we just named six guys who all can play at least two positions. And likely will this season for the Wolves, and matchups are going to be the, the major driver behind what this rotation looks like. I think it's most likely that Towns is your everyday starting five, and then the four, um, the starts at the four are kind of split up at least early on between Covington and Vonleh, and Jordan Bell can play will play both the four and the five, and then Gorgie is probably the odd man out unless there's foul trouble obviously injuries or a matchup where the other team has a massive front line. Um, You look at some teams in recent years, like some of the Pistons teams, um, even some of the Mavericks teams um, who have just had big front lines. and, And it would make sense for, you know, Gorgie to see some run in those games. And it does feel like what we know from Ryan Saunders rotation as an interim head coach last season is that, he isn't afraid to open up his bench and to use guys for short stints here and there and keep guys fresh or keep guys engaged, I guess, and and keep their minds fresh and, and into the game by if somebody hasn't played in a while, making sure they get a stint at the end of a quarter or the end of a half. Those of us who remember watching Flip Saunders coach, he, he did that quite frequently. His rotation wasn't necessarily all that deep, but he would give those end of the bench guys minutes at the end of quarters to, to get them into the game, to get them onto the court. And it, it feels like Ryan Saunders is going to be doing something similar with the guys on his team. And, you know, the prediction here isn't that the Timberwolves are going to make the playoffs this year or anything like that, but it's a fairly deep team. Virtually everyone on the roster, save for really Nas Reed and and I guess Derek Culver, since we don't we don't know what those guys are going to do as rookies, but everybody else has played rotation minutes in the NBA, um, and for the most part has has been good, has been a solid NBA player. So the Wolves do have a deep team, and while there isn't a second star. Beyond towns, and that's obviously the big difference between a team that'll probably win roughly 40 games and a team that's a solid playoff team. The rest of this roster is deep, and it will be very intriguing to see how Saunders ends up truly divvying up these front court minutes. All right, uh, next week on the Lockdown Wolves podcast we're going to start really launching into previews and um, not just the Timberwolves roster as we're kind of in the middle of doing right now but also the league as a whole league-wide awards uh, predictions we're going to start with um, potential league awards playoff teams in each conference overall conference previews uh, take a look at the over-unders kind of a deep dive into uh, if we were betting on the overs and unders what would we look at uh, league-wide, and also specifically the Timberwolves. We'll have some guests on the podcast here in the next week or so as we kind of work through the league in its entirety. Um, there's plenty to talk about, obviously, um, as we work our way through August and try and try and make it through the last five or six weeks here before training camps really get underway. Um, we're also going to finish our positional breakdowns. We've already covered the point guards, and we covered the front court today. Um, and then the position that has the most depth is the wing position with twos and threes. Um, we're going to spend quite a bit of time, probably one full show, talking through the, those roles and what Ryan Saunders has in mind um, for the upcoming season and, and what that rotation could look like. That's all for today's edition of the Lockdown Wolves podcast. And thank you once again for listening to Lockdown Wolves. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on the biggest stories. And since we are in August now, it is officially fantasy football season. I, I think is fair to say. Um, yours truly is a is a big fan of playing fantasy football and a, a very serious fantasy football player. So, trust me when I say that um, you need to be listening to Lockdown On Fantasy Football. Um, fantasy football players need to be listening to Vinny Iyer and Lockdown On Fantasy. Football, Vinny gives the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else. Then you'll be the same as they are. Instead, get the edge from Vinny. It'll put you ahead on draft day, put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football is also on your favorite podcast provider, just like this podcast, Locked on Wolves. So be sure to check that out as you gear up for your drafts. Um, I've got a couple of weeks here before mine, but um, clearly a lot of work to do there. So so brush up on your knowledge with Locked on fantasy football with Vinny Iyer. That's all we have for you today. We'll be back on Monday as we continue our in-depth breakdown of the rest of the Wolves roster. Our next show will include the wing breakdown and what to look forward to there. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.